Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lovely work. Some Oscar-style music for the Captain's Run Awards. I do like to do this at the end of every sort of year before I go on leave. Now it's my final Friday today. I've still got Sports Day from Monday to Thursday with Jared next week, but last Friday. Um, so let's give away some of the awards for the AFL season and the world of sport this year. Now I want to start with the Glenn Maxwell Award for the best individual performance of the year. And there were so many, like the, the amount of great games we saw from forward to, yep, they kick big bags of goals against poor teams, but you no, know, Toby Green was enormous. Nick Dacos produced some unbelievable performances. Some of the intercepting defenders, James Sisley against the Saints was unbelievable. Zach Butters was on fire in that wet game against Melbourne on that night. But I have, and how could you go past Bobby Hill for his Norm Smith medal performance? It was extraordinary. Like one-on-ones, speed, excitement, finishing ability, pressure, so he wins the Glenn Maxwell Award for the best individual performance of the year. one 736 if you've got a different view on that. Who, for you, had the best individual game this year? And it can be across any sport as well. I've given it to, named it after Glenn Maxwell. He, of course, could have been involved a couple of times through his heroics, not falling off the golf cart, but for his uh, double ton and and fastest century and all of that. So he could be a nominee as well. Let's move on to the Victor Wembanyama Award for the player with the brightest future. Has the game ever been in better shape with young players? That's what I want to ask you today. We can be critical of the AFL at times, and I can certainly put my hand up for that, and I'll call it out when it needs to be. But right now, the future of the game is in great hands. We've got budding superstars everywhere. If you look at the Brownlow medal count, the amount of 23 or under years of age, players who got huge votes. Noah Anderson, Errol Goulden, Zach Butters, Horn Francis got 16, Tom Green is building, Nick Dacos, second year. So, I don't know. I just love the fact that the, the game is in such good hands. Will Ashcroft, Harry Sheasel, Goulden, Green, Harley Reid, if you believe the hype. But who's got the brightest future? The Victor Wembanyama Award, he's the new number one pick in the NBA, this sensation that you would have seen for the Spurs. Seven foot four with an eight foot wingspan, just doing crazy things. Nick Dacos, I don't know if there's ever been a player with a brighter future than him. So he's won the Victor Wembanyama Award or the Wemby Award. He wins the Brownlow next year, doesn't he? Like if he stays sound. Good competition, as I said, with those players getting huge votes. Hugh McCluggage is another one. Um, but... You would just love to be Nick Dacos. See that he's in uh, New York at the moment with Bailey Smith. Just magnificent. And the way that he carries himself uh, could could not find fault with Nick Dacos. So in terms of a bright future, uh, he wins that award. The Allen Border Medal uh, is awarded to the game's best leader. And I wouldn't have said this three years ago, two years ago, one year ago. 
Toby Green's the best captain in the game and rightly recognised with all Australian captaincy. And who would have thought? Um, who would have thought that uh, he would be leading the Giants the way that he is? Now, a year ago, when I remember speaking about it during trade radio, I thought maybe it's the right time for Toby Green to leave the Giants. They'd lost Taranto and Hopper off the back of Cameron and the other players that had left. And I thought, he's 30, 31 years of age, Toby Green. Is he ever going to win a premiership at the Giants? Should he go to a big Victorian club and try and win a premiership in Victoria? He didn't do that. And now he's as good a shot as anyone of leading um, a team to a premiership with how close that they got. So um, I just think it's one of the best footy stories I've seen from where Toby Green has been. I love watching him play. I think he's a top three player in the game. And right now he's the best captain. So he wins the Alan Border Medal Award. one 736 The Robert Downey Jr. Award is awarded to the player that all is forgiven. Robert J- Downey Jr., the all is forgiven award couple of nominees here, but only one winner, Jordan Ngoi. So not that long ago, Collingwood had handed Jordan Ngoi a $25,000 fine suspended until the end of the 2022 season, as the club called his actions in Bali not acceptable regardless of consent. They condemned Ngoi's behaviour during the club's mid-season buy and expressed disappointment in the way it demonstrated disrespect towards women. Um, and there was the thought that he may leave the Pies at the end of last year, and there was even a thought that they may not offer him a contract at one point. Well, now we've forgotten about it. Best on ground in the prelim against the Giants in one of the better individual performances that, that we've seen. He's a premiership hero. The images in the change rooms with his grandma with a premiership medal around her neck were sweet, and they went viral, and we've all forgotten about it. So he is one nominee, but how could you go past? And this is the winner of the uh, Robert Downey Jr. Award, Taylor Walker. Just over two years ago, Taylor Walker fronted the media in tears uh, after he racially vilified Sample player Robbie Young. The AFL suspended him for six weeks. Adelaide was uncertain whether he would even play again for them. To where he is now, named in the All-Australian team for the first time, the club wheels him out on all their social media to promote the club. And it has been one of the most dramatic turnarounds and rebuilt reputations that we have ever seen. So uh, Tex wins that one. This is my favourite. Moving on to the Brody Grundy Award for the worst long-term contract. And where do I start? I mean, this award could have been named after Clayton Oliver, but uh, I think Brody Grundy's was worth worse. We'll go to Brennan Cox. These are the nominees. Six-year contract extension through until the end of 20. 20- 30. Brennan Cox got six years at Fremantle, if you missed that. Josh Rochelle at Adelaide, he signed until the end of 2029. And his teammate, Jake Saligo, is a, a nice player, Jake. I like the way that he goes about it. But he already had a contract until the end of 2025. And Adelaide have gone, hang on, you know what? 2025 is not enough. We're going to extend your deal until the end of 2029. Nick Blakey got seven years through until the end of 2031 at Darcy Parish. Well, the club tried to trick us and tell us it was five. It's really six. Uh, he's not a player that deserves six years. Ben Mackay, six years. He's going to be paid $1.5 million in the first year. Not bad for a player who has never had a Brownlow vote and played in eight wins in his whole career. Joel Jeffrey, 16 games, four-year contract for the Gold Coast player who got dropped this year and then had a stress fracture in his foot, but he got four years. But the winner of the Brody Grundy Award for the worst long-term contract is Aaron Norton.
How could you go past it? How could you go past Aaron Norton? He's got the eight-year extension, 2032. It's going to be a disaster for the Western Bulldogs. You can mark my words on that. The Nick McKenzie Award is awarded to the best journo. Now, we've got some good competition, and I know journos probably aren't your favorite people, but just bear with me with this. I had some good performances from the journos this year. Caro had a good year. She broke the story about Stewie Jew. She was all over that. She got criticized fiercely. The club came out the next day and said, nah, she's wrong. Well, a week later, she was right, and she had that before anyone else. So uh, hard to go past Caro. She's an absolute joy to work with and fearless, and I, I really respect her for that. Sammy Edmund now, man. Not only does Sam Edmund break stories, but he hosts whatever radio show you'll ask him to do. He jumps in here, there, and everywhere. He's got a massive work ethic. And he broke some big stories, so I've got to give him some love. Mitch Cleary's just building really nicely, uh, like uh, his year, and broke some big stories again this year. And just wanted to watch is Xander Maguire on Channel 9. Oh, he's got a bright future. Thought I'd give him some recognition. But the winner is Tom Morris. I mean, what a turnaround. Who's speaking about the All Is Forgiven Award? Well, he dropped the Damien Hardwick bomb. That ensured he won the Alf Brown. Now Channel 9 have created a new role for him as its chief footy reporter. It's a huge get for Channel 9. Uh, we'll see him bob up on Footy Classified, I'm sure, and, and maybe even the almighty juggernaut that is the Sunday Footy Show next year. So Tom Morris wins the Nick McKenzie Award for the best journo in football. The NFL Overtime Award for the dumbest rule in sports. Now, the rookie rules just have to change. Like, this is... So the NFL overtime uh, rule has been adjusted slightly, but it, look it up. It's still ridiculous what happens in a tied game. The rookie list rules in the AFL would have to be the dumbest rule in all of sports. How a club can delist 31-year-old Chad Wingard or 31-year-old Sam Reed and put them back on the rookie list to free up some list spots and some cash is an absolute mess. So, uh, Laura Kane, Andrew Dillon, you've been really good to start and you've adjusted some things. You've cracked down on clubs taking the mickey with their injury lists. You've made sure clubs need to jump through a few extra hoops to uh, sign players to those stupid long-term deals. You've got to crack down on the rookie list. It's got to be for players under the age of 23 who haven't been on an AFL list before, not the rubbish that we get uh, right now. This award comes with some audio. It is the Jared Healy or the Eddie Maguire slip of the tongue on radio award. And this happened last night. Get a load of this from Kim Dillon on SENSA last night. How do we get to cock out? Uh, you used to bowl some beautiful leg breaks and had a great googly. How do we get to cock out? <laughs> can, we, can we have one more go at that, please? Oh, God, oh, it's too funny. How do we get to cock out? Uh, you used to bowl some beautiful leg breaks and had a great googly. How do we get to cock out? <laughs> oh, Kimbo. Uh, that audio, thanks to SENSA, the run home with Kimbo and the Rooch. And finally, as I've worked through my extensive awards, we'll send some trophies out to the winners. Of course we will, and some prizes. But the Adam Simpson, lucky I've got a contract award, goes to Luke Beveridge. So Adam Simpson is only in a job because he's got a contract and the club didn't want to pay him out. And I honestly can't believe, can't believe that he has survived. And we'll wait and see what happens in the early stages of next year. 
But if he didn't have a deal, he wouldn't be there. If Luke Beveridge didn't have a deal, he wouldn't be there either. So the club, as I spoke about earlier in the program, strangely extended his contract 12 months too early. Uh, lucky for Bevo, they did. He hasn't won a final in six out of the last seven season. Uh, they sensationally uh, capitulated late this year. They sacked everyone around him and they've just started a Peter Jackson-led review. This in the same week that most clubs have returned for pre-season training. So Bevo wins the Adam Simpson Lucky I've Got a Contract Award. And that concludes the Captain's Run Awards for another year. But now it is over to you. one 736 736 for Flight Centre's Big Red Sale. It's on now with limited time offers on flights, cruises, holidays and tours. Book now to save big. A few people, few people laughing uh, at the... Uh, Kim Dillon audio. Now, you remember that uh, Jared Healy had the slip of the tongue with the Gold Coast team. I was being interviewed by Eddie Maguire after a game in 2014 in the change rooms. Then he wanted to say old campaigner, but it didn't quite come out as old campaigner. And we all knew what Kim Dillon was asking about Quinton. And we did get him out early due to a sensational catch from Pat Cummins. But uh, I couldn't believe my ears when I heard that. And he had no idea. He had no idea he'd actually said it. In fact, he said it twice. Yeah, I've had my say. The Captain's Run Awards have been handed out, but they're mine. I want yours. And there's been Billy who's waiting patiently on the uh, the line for us. Bill, what's your thoughts? Yeah, morning, Kane. Yeah, just before I give you my nomination, um, the cock went back in pretty quickly last night. Um <laughs> It did, didn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, my nomination, I know most people will probably say Sam Kerr, but I think Mary Fowler had an outstanding World Cup uh, tournament. I think she's the next big thing. Yep, the, the uh, Victor Wembenyama Award for the player with a brighter future. Billy says, Mary Fowler, nicely done, Bill. Thanks for your thoughts. Let's go to Mornington and speak to Rob. We heard from Kim Dillon, who everyone is finding pretty hilarious, Rob, but you've got a foot-in-mouth award as well. Yes, someone who uh, definitely needs to learn to just drink in the privacy of his own home after uh, numerous stuff-ups. Um, our favourite, Stephen May. Like, we're, we're, we're a better team than them. We, sh- we should have smoked them. <laughs> I like it, Rob. Uh, you know the other award I should have given away is the, the person who should put their phone away. Maybe the, the Wayne Carey... Log off Twitter award would be a, a good award that I perhaps just thinking of now that would like to uh, would like to have a look at just those people that tweet when they probably shouldn't tweet and we'll definitely name that after Wayne Carey who made a fool out of himself more than once uh, this year. Let's go to Sam. G'day, Sammy. What's your thoughts? Yeah, good morning, Kane. I've got the Jack Nicholson. You can't handle the truth award. You can't handle the truth. Yeah, it goes to Graham. It goes to Graham Arnold, who called out the PM for for funding for a Socceroos headquarters, saying that they they turn up to Matildas and uh, Socceroos games with their fresh new scarves. When they ask for funding, they go missing. Mm, it's not a bad point, is it, really? It was his 59th game in charge the other day, Sammy, last night, and that's the record for Graham Arnold. I mean, his reputation took a big U-turn this year as well. That did, yeah. Big 7-0 win to the Socceroos and they're going forward. Yeah, good on you, mate. I must admit I didn't watch a whole heap of it because I knew that it would be one-sided and the cricket was absolutely enthralling. I watched a bit of the NBL last night. Do you love the NBL at the moment? 
and the Wildcats. I'm, I'm on board. Uh, going to the 36ers tonight. I think the NBL's flying. But uh, the Wildcats made it uh, four in a row after a shaky start where they went two and five. So a pretty strong performance from them against Cairns last night. Uh, Pete is in Paran. Some people get upset when I talk about Luke Beveridge. Pete, are you one of those? No, no, not at all. Uh, firstly, I think that the cock, the, the cock comment is going to take over from Sandy Roberts' land dick uh, comment. Remember that one? Um, so I think that one's going to be the front runner from now on. On, on Beveridge, I just think uh, you, you made a point that he hadn't won any finals in seven years. I think he had. He has won a few no, finals. Said, said one, one in uh, seven. That's fine. And and lastly, I'm just thinking Norton, the Norton Award you mentioned earlier, you just renamed it to either the Golden Boy or the or the Midas Award because he's got the golden touch, that's for sure. He does. I'm, I chatted to Don Pike about this. So uh, we, uh, Jared and I had him on on Sports Day and, of course, he's just the new CEO at West Coast. And the, the belief from all clubs is that, well, if we don't, and even Don said this, you get a little bit nervous, he said, but if you don't do it, you'll lose them. But I just wonder when clubs are going to be prepared to lose them. And it can't be every player, I get that. But look, I loved what Adelaide um, did with Tom Duda. He he wanted five, but he's had two knees. And they said, well, we're not going to give you five. And we are prepared to lose you for the sake of that. I thought it was a nice moment. And I wonder, as I've speculated a number of times, whether more clubs will do the same. But certainly there is some ridiculous long-term deals out there at the moment. And uh, none more so than your boy, Pete, Aaron Norton. Uh, Jimmy's back in Richmond. G'day, Jim. Yeah, mate, I've got uh, LeBron James for the Maxwell Award, still at 38 years of, of age. Yeah, the oldest player in the NBA is still pr- pr- putting up BOG performances two or three times a week. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's, he's passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's 38,387 points scored performance. So, mate, he's, he's, a, he's a Glenn Maxwell Award recipient, hands down. No doubt. We could uh, create a new award named after LeBron James, the LeBron James Longevity Award. And uh, you look at Scott Pendlebury, really, he would be the winner of that. It is. I, see, I'm fascinated by this. If, if I was starting again as an athlete, I'd, I'd really look into longevity. I've, you know, Travis Boak's going to go again. I see what he's done for the last probably eight years where he takes off and, and does these performance camps overseas at the end of every year and his performance at his age has been um you know been terrific really and I respect all of that I I see what Novak Djokovic is doing I know it's completely different with the wealth that those types of athletes have had and LeBron James would be another one of those Chris Paul is still running around for the Golden State Warriors now and he looks good just players and athletes are playing longer and there's something in it I think it starts with a mindset. No, I was completely cooked at the end of my career and mentally I you know, couldn't stand doing it anymore. Physically, I was okay. But yeah, I just think we're going to see more AFL footballers playing longer and longer. Who would have thought that there'd be a, a club willing to go for Todd Goldstein at his age? You know, just remarkable, really. And back in the day, you got to 30 and it was like, all right, this is all over. Um, now 30 young and we're seeing players play longer and longer. And LeBron James is a great example of that. Um, all right, a lot of text coming through. <laughs> Come on, let to read these. There's so many Quinton jokes coming through off the temper text. I'm reading them all and I'm laughing inside, but I'm just a little bit nervous. Kane, the cock only had one ball last night, says Murray. Not, not, not bad, Murray. You're right. He was dismissed cheaply.